We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lukomsky. Uh, I am the wandering Aramean. <laughs> I'm coming to you from Northfield, Minnesota this particular morning. And I have with me Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark. And I am staying put right here in beautiful South St. Louis. And, and Matt, you know, I, you've got me concerned. I'm wondering if some of my curmudgeonliness has rubbed off on you because I was talking to you about what you wanted to do this morning. And you wanted to do Lamentations chapter 3. And you do know our tagline is we put the fun in the fundamentals. And as far as I know, there's not a lot of fun in Lamentations. So what, what's going on here, Matt? What, what's your fascination with one of the most depressing books in the Bible? I, I know. It's, it's not the book that we, you know, flip to first. You know, Lamentations. Can't wait to sign up for the Bible study on that. The pastor's leading. <laughs> Good times ahead. <laughs> well, at least it's honest lamentations. You know, it doesn't hide anything. Yeah, I know. Uh, and our, our our evangelism efforts. You know, uh, what's the first? What, what should I read to find out about Christianity? Well, <laughs> why don't you start with lamentations? <laughs> Usually not where we steer people, right? John? No, no, that's exactly right. Yeah. So again, that's my question. What what has brought this up to you? Why why is this a concern for you and and, and what's this all about? Okay, well, can you bear with me just a little sure. bit? And, and before you that. tell me, ask me what the point is. Um, I, what's I, the point? I know, I know. <laughs> this is this is. So I, I want to kind of look at uh, 2020, the, the year okay. that we're in. 2020. We're, yeah. we're about halfway through, right, John? Um, what kind of 2020 are you having, John Lukomsky? <laughs> well, yes, it would be a it would be a year of lamentations oh between uh, heart attacks and COVID nineteen and and all of that. Oh, I know, I know, and I you know I think uh, most people you know how's your 2020 going there? They feel like saying don't ask uh, because it's it's been rough on a lot of people uh, and you and your family in particular. Well, but but see, I, I think you know at least uh, we 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 retired at the right time because <laughs> because the Social Security has still been coming. In fact, we got a couple of extra checks from the federal government. Uh, but I feel sorry for those people that have had uh, you know been furloughed or, or maybe even uh, fired. Uh, you know, so yeah, it's a lot of economic difficulties in terms of that, oh, as no well as the it. health difficulties. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, we, uh, you know, our refugee members here are still struggling in particular. And, you know, uh, like I've said before, many of them in the hospitality industry with hotels and casinos and, you know, whatever, whatever work they can find. And uh, boy, uh, just still not back and still not with a paycheck, some of them. So tough times still for sure. So I, I think, you know, the times are so tough that you almost have to laugh a little bit uh, about the circumstances. And so I don't know if you've seen this going around the Internet, but, you know, this idea that uh, if 2020 were a something, what would it be? Here, here's what I mean. And here's, here's okay. a couple of them that I came up with. If 2020 were a puzzle, it would be the puzzle with that one missing piece. <laughs> You know, if, if, if 2020 were a shopping cart, 
It would be the one with the the loose squeaky wheel <laughs> on the front of the cart. We've all had that experience. If two thousand, is this, is this going to be your new bit? This is <laughs> like good, a, yeah, I know. Let's a redneck. You know, it's a redneck or uh, hot yeah, 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 or something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There you go. You know yeah. your redneck if no, this is yeah. you know your 2020 if um, yeah. So you 2020 if it were uh, I like this one. Lisa came up with this one. My wife. If 2020 were a tattoo, it would be the one with the typo. <laughs> <laughs> if 2020 were a potato, it would be the one sprouting in the back of the pantry and growing into a plant. <laughs> Uh, if 2020 were were a major league baseball team, John, surely you know that it would be the Chicago Cubs. There you go. <laughs> but then my point in all this, you know, if 2020 were a book of the Bible, what book of the Bible would it be? It would be the Lamentations. Lamentations. Yeah. That's exactly right. And that that's why I wanted to talk about Lamentations today, is because I, I think that fits so well. So Lamentations, like you said full of weeping, uh, full of lamenting and mourning. Uh, that's what the name of the, the book means. Uh, but, you know, I think the other interesting and unique thing about Lamentations is, is this. You know, there's, is Lamentations the only book of the Bible where there's mourning and suffering and complaining? <laughs> oh, no. 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 In fact, I would say almost every book of the Bible at some point has mourning and grumbling and complaining. Uh, Job, of course, would be the big one. Yeah. Uh, but but I mean, think about Exodus. That's constantly they're 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 yeah. uh, either being uh, enslaved or are complaining about life in the wilderness. Yeah. You bet. And I yeah, Job is the other one that came to my mind right away too. Is uh, Job, you know, his suffering and and his tears and everything that takes place. But 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 what makes Job and Lamentations different uh, is Lamentations is the suffering of a community. And it's the suffering of a whole people, of, of the people of Israel. Uh, it's not just the suffering of an individual. And that, that's why I think uh, if 2020 were a book of the Bible, yeah, it would be Lamentations. Because what we're going through now in terms of uh, COVID-19 affecting certainly not just our nation, but our world. And then uh, just the, the the racial tensions and civil oh, yeah. unrest that's yeah. taking place right now. Like we didn't have enough problems already. I yeah. know. Can you believe that? And uh, boy, I mean, everything just kind of... I think that that tensions are running so high, kind of reaching a tipping point here. Uh, but again, that, that's not just felt by an individual, but boy, it's, it's felt by the whole community. And I think that's why Lamentations uh, might be a good book for us to crack open and uh, take a closer look at as we suffer and as we mourn and as we lament uh, as a community too, as a community, certainly a, a geographic political community, you know, the United States, but also uh, the community of the church, you know, the kingdom of the right, we might call it, uh, as we mourn and lament too, as the people of God. So yeah, let's take a little look at Lamentations today. As much as we might not want to, uh, we might want to just ignore this little five-chapter book of the Bible and leave it tucked away in the Old Testament. Uh, but let's let's take a look today. Okay, where do you want to start, man? Well, let's let's just get kind of a, a flavor for Lamentations. Okay. All right. Um, I, I think the first couple verses, Lamentations chapter one, uh, you know, verses one and two, you kind of get a feel for the lamenting nature of it, but also the community feel for it too. So do you mind reading verses one and two, John? All right. You have to give me a second here while I open it up my Bible. Okay. Uh, how lonely sits the city that was full of people. 
How like a widow has she become, she who is great among the nations, she who was a princess among the provinces has become a slave. She weeps bitterly in the night with tears on her cheeks. Among all her lovers, she has none to comfort her. All her friends have dealt treacherously with her. They have become her enemies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't you want to just keep on reading? <laughs> oh, that's rough. That's a rough beginning to a book. Um, so just to so, set con- so what, what's, what's the context here, man? Good question, yeah. So this, uh, the book of Lamentations is almost certainly written by the prophet Jeremiah. Okay. And Jeremiah called the weeping prophet. Uh, when we look at the, the Old Testament, our, uh, you know, our English Bibles have Jeremiah and Lamentations right next to each other even in, in their order. And uh, Lamentations is being written right after uh, Judah is taken over by the Babylonians. And God warns them that this is going to happen. Um, they know it's coming. You know, if they had listened to Jeremiah, they would have known it was coming. But yet the people and the leaders ignore the warnings that, that Jeremiah gives as a prophet. Uh, and God in his really divine, fatherly, loving discipline uh, allows the people to be conquered by Babylon. So the Babylonians take over, people are taken away into exile, uh, and perhaps even worse, the city that's being described here in verses 1 and 2 is destroyed, Jerusalem. Uh, Not only that, but also even worse, perhaps the temple, right? Uh, The temple is destroyed too. That place of worship, the place where the Lord dwells, um, that's gone too. So you can see why they're weeping. Well, I was going to say, that was kind of the problem, wasn't it? They, They thought, well, that's one thing that could never happen. The temple could never be destroyed because that's where God dwells there in the Holy of Holies. Yeah. But yeah. they were wrong. They were wrong. <laughs> and Jeremiah exactly. told them they were they were wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> that's right. And and God is the one who allows it to happen. God himself, you know. Yes. He yeah. Babylon is his instrument uh, for that to take place. So we've got that lamenting. It, the, those first couple of verses, it's like um, Jerusalem's personified, you know, Jerusalem's made into a person. And, and what does she look like? She looks like this widow who is alone and weeping in those verses. And then we move, uh, th- there's a couple uh, other verses, just one other verse maybe to read just to, to get a flavor for this. If you don't mind reading verse 10 as well. All right. In the old days, I would have had to turn pages, but here I just have to scroll my mouse. Scroll again. <laughs> I know. You're so high touch yeah. on it. The enemy has stretched out his hands over all her precious things, for she has seen the nations enter her sanctuary, those whom you forbade to enter your congregation. Well, that's a strange verse, Matt. It is. So, I mean, it, th- those first couple of verses are about the city lamenting over yeah. that. But now this one's more about lamenting over the temple itself. Yeah. Um, the nations have entered her sanctuary, uh, those you forbade. You know, so this idea that even the temple, the sanctuary, the temple itself, even that has been desecrated, destroyed, and that is reason to weep too. So you, well, you and, go ahead. Well, I'm thinking it brings to mind uh, that even in the days of Jesus, you know, they had the 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 wall surrounding the temple with the signs that uh, and no Gentile should enter therein. Yeah. 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 I know. And and you know who's entered in? Well, the Babylonians, the Gentiles have, and and it's gone. Yeah. Uh, so uh, lamenting, weeping of the Israelites. But, I, you know, the point is um, we weep and lament today, too, um, as a community. We weep and lament as a church when we see what's happening around us. Um, and, and, you know, our, leap, our weeping, our lamenting, I think, have different circumstances, right? Um, you know, we're not, we're not weeping that, 
you know, over Jerusalem necessarily, over a temple being destroyed. We're weeping over other things. Um, but yet, I think our weeping, our lamenting, has the same source, the same, the same source. Um, so, so let me let me explain what I mean by that. Well, yeah. What 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 do you mean by that? Because the Babylonians, they're not persecuting me. I know. <laughs> they're all dead, that, Matt. That's <laughs> one. You know, I worry about a lot of things, but I don't ever get up and say, "Oh my God, what are the Babylonians going to do today?" <laughs> yeah, you're you're pretty Babylonian free up in Minnesota. Yeah, I guess. yeah. <laughs> the Vikings might show up. The Babylonians, no. Uh, no, I don't worry about the Vikings either, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what you think is going on up here, but no, they're pretty much dead too. <laughs> Must have a warped view of Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but okay, here's okay. So here's here's a uh, here's my illustration. So there's this um, statue in the uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania's Academy of Fine Arts. Um, okay. And the inscription of the statue at the base it says Jerusalem and her desolation. That's the name of the statue. Ah. Of Jerusalem and her desolation. So what the artist has done is try, just like the Book of Lamentations has tried to put into words what Jerusalem would l be like, right? And we just read that. She's she's pictured as a widow weeping in Lamentations. Well, the artist has kind of tried to do the same thing. What would Jerusalem look like if she were a statue, okay? okay. And, and what he does is he, he carves this uh, depiction of a woman, uh, sitting on a throne, and she's just numb with grief. I mean, she's just a glassy-eyed, staring right. out. Because she was she, a princess, so she yes. would have been on the throne. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, you know that she, you know, this this queen city, uh, God's the place where God dwells. Boy, she's been desolated, taken over, um, and uh, she's just numb with grief and grieves. The city's in ruins. So I, I think that's interesting that the the the, the artist chooses to depict her in, in much the same way that the Book of Lamentations does. But then my point is... <laughs> Do you think there's a lawsuit there, Matt? Because I'm thinking that's... that's He's probably just stolen that from Lamentations. <laughs> yeah, Jeremiah, I think he's got a case. So, he just might. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, at the base of the statue, um, though, is this, uh, this, this little detail... That, that's almost overlooked. And, and what's at the base, and I think this is pretty clever, is carved a snake. <laughs> and ah. the snake is slithering, slithering over the feet, over this, over the, the city of Jerusalem, this woman's cool. feet. So yeah. I, I think, you know, again, the artist's point, I think, is a good one. That really, the source of all this lamenting and weeping for Jerusalem is uh, Satan <laughs> and sin. <laughs> uh, that snake, that depiction of of Satan, the devil, of sin, and uh, that really is the root cause of it. Again, the Lord is the one allowing this to happen, um, and uh, it's a result of the unfaithfulness of the people in, in various and many ways, um, and for us too. Um, when we lament, when we weep, and whether it's over COVID or whether it's over you know civil unrest, uh, racism, I mean, again, at the root of all those things is just the, the sinful fallen world in which we live, and, and even Satan. Uh, so again, weeping over different things, maybe us and the people of, of Jerusalem, but yet our weeping is the same source, our, our, the sinful fallen world, uh, our own sin, uh, and, and certainly Satan himself. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you on that, okay. Matt, because uh, certainly, yeah, the devil was the source of our trouble from the very beginning. Uh, as God said that you shall not eat of the fruit 
uh, and, and certainly sin is at the root of, of all this, especially, like you said, uh, racism, because that's just that's just sinful. That's all there is. You know, God says he, he wants the whole world to be saved. God says he wants all men to be saved. So any kind of distinction made in the basis of race is just sinful. But see, you also made an interesting point, though, that this evil, this wickedness is something that the Lord has allowed. So, I mean, he's kind of got a hand in it as well. But I, I, I didn't mean to get you off track. Go, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I think it's good. And I, I think, uh, you know, building, you know, off that the idea of, you know, just the, the, the Satan himself and the, that sinfulness. Um, there was a, an article that was written recently by uh, an LCMS pastor, Keith Haney. Um, and he's in Iowa. He's kind of in between you and I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> sandwiched in between us. Uh, he's an African-American pastor and, and he writes, you know, about the unrest right now. And he has this quote. He says, uh, as we watch America burn with hatred and violence, uh, we could forget that this is a spiritual battlefield. And then I really like his quote here. It's, he says, it's not us versus them. It's us versus him. Oh, In other words, good. us versus Satan, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes on, Satan is sitting back smiling as division and anger and resentment and fear and violence run rampant. You know, again, it's not us versus them. No, it's us versus him. And I, I thought that was just a, a good point, too. And, that is. You know, it's certainly the case, you know, in America right now, but but not just just in this one case, but in, in uh, so many things that we don't want to lose sight of the fact that, you know, the enemy isn't each other. <laughs> no, um, like you pointed out, John, our neighbor is one for whom Jesus died, no matter who they are. Uh, no, the enemy is not each other. The enemy is Satan, ultimately. And I, I think that's uh, really, uh, you know, insightful of him to bring that to light. So, so is there other verses then? That yeah, we yeah. To... I don't want to leave us there because yeah. Lamentations is this book of weeping, five chapters long, but in the middle of it is this glimmer of hope. And that's so often the case in, in Hebrew writing and Hebrew poetry in particular is in the middle is kind of the main point. And that's certainly true in the book of Lamentations. The main you thing know, is in the middle. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I remember a young vicar by the name of Matt Clark who told me often the meat is in the middle. Yeah. Said. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty wow. That, that guy was right on, John. Profound. Profound. <laughs> profound. So, uh, so where is the hope? Because I've been looking through the book. I, you had told me we wanted to do Lamentations three, but he, I don't know. He drove into my kidneys the arrows of his quiver. <laughs> I, I've become the laughing stock of all peoples. I'm not seeing a lot of happy stuff there either, you, man. You got to look hard. You got to look hard, okay. admittedly. But there's a glimmer. He's a glimmer me with bitterness. <laughs> okay, so where's this? My teeth grind on gravel. He covers me with ashes. Where's it at, Matt? All right. So look, look to the middle of chapter three, uh, verses twenty-two and twenty-three. Oh, I just so, didn't go far enough. So okay. check that out. So can you read that? Uh, oh, verses twenty-two and twenty-three. There, there it you is. Might recognize it. Yeah, and it's right in the middle of all this stuff about, you know, uh, my endurance has perished. I've forgotten what happiness is. And then the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Yeah, yeah. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Yeah, I love that. You know, and it's it's so beautiful. And and this idea that you know God's mercies are new every morning. It talks about his steadfast love, his unending mercy, his great faithfulness. And you know, I'm thinking, especially that phrase, you know, new every morning. It, it seems like to me, at least, uh, lately in 2020, uh, every morning we wake up to a new news headline 
and it's always bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. it's almost comical because, I mean, it's like, how much worse can this get? Um, there's things happening that would normally make the headlines that just haven't, you know, tropical storms and murder hornets. And, and, uh, and then, did you hear about the asteroid that's dangerously close to Earth? No. Oh, man, um, as if I didn't have enough to worry I about. I know, I know. So every morning there's something new going on. But, but the point is, Lamentations reminds us beautifully that every morning God's mercies are also new. So whatever we're greeted with, uh, you know, in the, the newspaper or on the, the headlines, uh, the evening news, whatever it is, whatever we're greeted with, we know that every day God's mercies are new. Every day his faithfulness is great. Every day his steadfast love is still there for us. And, and, I think and you know, and to cling to uh, during these times. Yeah, John. Well, see, see, that's the thing. You say something to cling to because it's amazing that this powerful, in fact, this great, great is your faithfulness, right? That yeah. wonderful hymn that everybody loves. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, that it's in the middle of a context where he says, so my endurance has perished, so has my hope from the Lord. So, so isn't that incredible? So he's feeling despair, and yet it doesn't change the fact that God is faithful and his mercies are new every morning. Exactly. So it's just, yep. uh, man, when you see the context, that makes that passage even more powerful. I think so, too. Our circumstances, and boy, the circumstances— in Jerusalem and Judah following the Babylonians were really bad, uh, yet nothing changes God's promise of his new mercies and his great faithfulness. Yeah. The um, uh, one other example, real quick, I was, uh, I came across this quote from uh, Corey Tenboom. So, oh, yes. The, uh, people, you're probably familiar with her story at least yeah. a little bit. She was a Dutch Christian and uh, she lived during World War II and her family um, would, would uh, hide Jews in their home. So, you know, who were uh, in fear of uh, being arrested by the Nazis. So, I mean, she knew something about racism, <laughs> um, certainly at the hands of the Nazis. Well, eventually she and her family were turned in um, and she herself was taken to a concentration camp. Um, but but she has this quote there that she uh, she tries to to express what she learned there in that concentration camp. And and here it is. I think this is nice. It's about finding comfort and uh, she says this, if you look to the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. <laughs> but if you look at the Lord, you'll be at rest. Ah, that and is I a just, beautiful quote. I just love that because, you know, during this time of 2020 and all oh, the multiple things happening, uh, if, if we're looking to the world for comfort, no, you're just going to be more distressed. <laughs> That's not where comfort's found. That's not where new mercies are found. If we look in our own sinful selves, no, we'll just be depressed. Not much there. <laughs> you know, not a whole lot of hope dwelling just within us, uh, in and of ourselves. But if we look to the Lord, if we look to this promise that we have beautifully here in the center of, of the book of Lamentations, no, we'll be, we'll be at rest. Uh, if we dwell on his new mercies, his steadfast love, his great faithfulness. Uh, so just, just a reminder uh, for our listeners, but a reminder for me too, uh, that that's where our focus is uh, during this time, those uh, you know, unchanging promises. And, and, and you know, Matt, that's one thing that a heart attack teaches you. Because oh. I wake up every morning and I think, oh, I'm alive. <laughs> there you go. So, new mercies so, every morning. Yeah. yeah. So for all the other problems that are going on, I'm still here. Uh, and of course, on one hand, you're thinking, oh, well, if I hadn't lived, I'd be in heaven right now. And I wouldn't have to worry about wearing a mask or about, uh, you know, the latest outbreak in terms of violence. 
Uh, and yet, on the other hand, no, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm here, and I'm glad the mercies are new every morning. Uh, and, and what a beautiful reminder that the steadfast of the love of the Lord never ceases. Yeah. Exactly. So if 2020, if it was a song, uh, what song would it be? Well, I'd, I'd suggest it would be the hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Oh, <laughs> nicely um, done. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. And then uh, I love the, the, the last, the one line in the, the last verse, strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Uh, blessings all mine with 10,000 beside. Yeah, strength for today and hope for tomorrow. That's what God's faithfulness gives us. This has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.